Some people feel like, oh no, uh, first of all, I've been on thyroid hormone for like a long time now. You can live the rest of your life, have babies, live a healthy life, a thyroid hormone replacement. Again, it's like giving your body what you need. It's not manipulating your body necessarily into doing something it shouldn't be doing. Like let's say the birth control pill, which I have no objections to morally, ethically or anything else, but that is a medication. Like that really is doing something that's not meant to happen here. You know what I mean? And that's why you have a long list of side effects versus thyroid hormone replacement or hormone replacement, right? So that's what this is. It's hormone replacement. And sometimes you're right. Sometimes someone is so hypothyroid for so long, everything has gone wrong. They're not even in a primal baseline to even detox. Sometimes you have right, to put right. people on thyroid hormone replacement, get them optimized. Now they're at a normal level of like biological processes, methylation. Now you can detox. Now you can do that blah 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 and then you wean them off and see will the thyroid loop kick back in girl you've got questions questions about your body and how to feel good in it about your hormones and how to keep them in check questions about your sex life and your whole health can you imagine having a best girlfriend who was also a triple board certified OBGYN? A girlfriend doctor you could call and ask or tell her anything. Someone who could show you how to live any stage of life before, during, or after menopause in a big, bold, and beautiful way. Well, friends, I'm your girlfriend doctor. I believe you were meant to flourish and shine, to embrace life and awaken to all its possibilities. Let's get there together. Welcome to our show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Girlfriend Doctor Show. So many times I have clients coming in to me at my medical clinic, and they would say, Dr. Anna, I'm losing hair, my skin's drier, I'm just feeling so exhausted, I'm gaining weight. Surely it's my thyroid, but my you know, my primary care doctor told me my thyroid labs were normal. And I feel like something is wrong. I have heard this over and over again. In fact, I experienced it myself in my own personal life journey. And I, um, and I know that so many clients struggle with understanding, was it, is it, hypothyroid and underactive thyroid? Is it hyperthyroid and overactive thyroid? Is it autoimmune thyroid or something else? What are all the different thyroid conditions that can be going on? What do they present like? And then how do we know? And then how do we really get to a functional, healthy treatment of it to empower our body? You know, I'm about hormone replenishment, not hormone replacement. So we always want to get our body making as much of as, as what it needs to and getting rid of the stuff it doesn't. So with that in mind, I wanted to bring with you a longtime friend and an expert in the field, especially when it comes to thyroid health. And this is Elle Ross. She is a number one best-selling author, world-renowned thyroid health expert and thought leader on confidence, self-esteem, and intention. She's written for Entrepreneur, been featured in Success, HuffPost, Podcast Magazine, Mind Body Green, just name it. She's She's also the author of Confident as Fuck and the Paleothyroid Solution, which has helped thousands of people around the world reclaim their health. She's had so many great accolades to her. She's been well a pioneer in the space, definitely in thyroid health and functional health and integrative medicine. And from this sideline, really passioned by her own journey, which I'll have her share. She has been a guest before on the Girlfriend Doctor Show. So definitely go back and listen to that. She has her own podcast, which I've been a guest on as well, The L. Rush Show. Plus she has a free masterclass and great a thyroid course, the most extensive thyroid course out there that if you have any questions about your thyroid, you will get answers in that course. So we'll tell you about that too. So join me in welcoming L. Rush to The Girlfriend Doctor Show. Hello, L. Hi, so great to talk with you again. And I was just telling, I want to tell all your listeners that I was telling you before we came on here that I, you know, I have curly hair, but I gave myself a blog today and I used your beauty locks because I love the smell of your conditioner and I love your conditioner. And I also regularly consume the Maca Plus on a weekly basis with all my other greens powders and other things. I usually throw a scoop in there. So uh, I love what you're doing and I love all of your products and also just the message you're giving because I'm going through perimenopause and menopause now. And so it is 
your message is extremely important. The products you are offering are extremely important. And I just want to thank you for all your work in this area because it's um it's conflicting. It's sometimes not it's not fun. <laughs> There's some real not fun moments in this. Right. We want to feel um, empowered through it, you know, and that's yeah. the goal. And I don't want to skip ahead to any topic here, but I will just say this overall when it comes to perimenopause, menopause, and thyroid. So for example, one of the tip-offs for me was I had an issue with mental focus, which I don't usually have. I'm very prolific with writing and creative. There's no short shortage of ideas. I knock stuff out and get it done. But I was having an issue with mental focus. I was having an issue with like gaining lean muscle mass. I felt like uh, workouts were mm, tough and didn't really yield anything. And again, you know, my thyroid was fine. What was it? Perimenopause. I needed testosterone. And within three days, life had completely turned around. So that's a perfect example of when you're headed towards that and you're in your mid forties and headed towards fifties, you might have a symptom that will seem like it could be a thyroid thing, but maybe it's not. And so if I had made the mistake and just taken more thyroid hormone or tried to, uh, you know, chalk that up to a thyroid thing, but I knew better. And thankfully with, you know, your work and and my doc and some other people, I was like, okay, I think I, I need something here. And it was the answer. So. That is so good to hear. You know, I mean, you know, you're asking the questions, you're not settling, you're not also getting the support you need. You're absolutely getting the support you need. And I think that's really been key, but you're, you're trusting your intuition. You're listening to your inner voice. You're not like from the beginning of your journey. If you, we talked about it in the first time I interviewed you on the girlfriend doctor show, but if you'll just talk why you become the so passionate about improving thyroid health and educating around thyroid health, testing treatments and your journey in this area, would love for you to share that with our audience. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, you know, had no intention of ever even entering the health space at all, other than a human being out there just trying to look good and feel good and all that stuff. But what happened was, is I lost about seven years of my 30s to two horrible bouts of hypothyroidism. One was just regular hypothyroidism that, uh, and the second one was a reverse T3 problem. Both times I live in Los Angeles, very big city, lots of great doctors. I could not find a doctor who understood how to diagnose, assess, test me, treat me. And I had to actually do it on my own, which was a very scary place to be. I had to order my thyroid hormones over the internet and dose myself back to health. Now it worked the first time. And I was like, oh, thank God this is over. Well, then I had a reverse T3 problem a few years later where I became severely hypothyroid, even though I was on thyroid hormone replacement because I was on NDT, which had has T4 in it. It's a T4, T3 combo. And the T4 was not converting. It was over converting into reverse T3. And I was extremely hypothyroid. Once again, I reached out and even less doctors know about this problem. Unfortunately, though, this problem is on the rise. So I was left in the dust twice, crying in a doctor's parking lot, just sobbing my eyes out, being like, I'm alone and I'm in Los Angeles. Like I have all the experts here. I talked to 25 endocrinologists, doctors, experts. No one knew what to do. They either would test incorrectly, so that doesn't get you anywhere, or they might test correctly, but then treat improperly, right? And even the one that eventually treated properly didn't understand the reverse T3 thing. When I had the reverse T3 problem, I went to that doctor and I said, hey, you know, this is my problem, da, da, da. And she threw her hands up and said, this is too complicated. A doctor, an MD said that to me. Well, again, again, in defense of my, in defense of my colleagues, we get really busy, right? And we get this, it's, sure. it's especially if we're, you know, working under an insurance umbrella, it mm-hmm. is like they are cracking the whip. And I always tell clients, if you want to work with a doctor, do not work through an insurance company. That's Pay right. that doctor directly. Take yes. the time with that doctor because, I mean, it, it's just, they it's a numbers thing. And so it's really a challenge. Plus, so there's medicine and healing is such a big world, right? And if I hadn't gone through what I went through personally, I wouldn't know what I do. And I wish no physician the journey I've been on. That's and right. so, and and. That's why too, like we are both here really being vocal and passionate about, look, you guys take charge of your health. You're not going to get it under your insurance care. Don't look for it there. That's mafiosa medicine. I guarantee you it is mafiosa medicine. And so let's, let's just hit some terms here. Cause you talked reverse T3 and some people are like, what? I only know, I know. TSH and I don't even know what that is. So yeah. we're going to hit, you know, hypothyroid, hyperthyroid and autoimmune thyroid. So right. let's run through some definitions first. Okay. So 
The thyroid's the master gland. It's at the base of the neck and it's in charge of pretty much everything. The production and regulation of all of your sex hormones, your body temperature, your heart rate, everything. If you are born without one, you'll die very, very quickly unless they catch it right away and start administering, administering thyroid hormones, including intellectual disability could ensue, but also death. So you can't live without a thyroid gland. So AKA thyroid hormones. So if you're living life with subpar levels, it's sort of like a slow death. It's accelerated glycation. It's accelerated aging. It's things are falling apart. And the next thing you know, you're diagnosed with PCOS. Next thing you know, you have a polyp in your uterus and all of these things gynecologically are going wrong. You have infertility, you have bleeding, all of this stuff. Then you go to what you're talking about, your insurance doctor, who's got 15 minutes with you. And what they're going to do is just give you a prescription for metformin, or they're going to just, you know, give you a birth control pill to try to control symptoms. They're not going to sit there and go, why is this woman bleeding abnormally? Why does she keep having miscarriages? They're just not thinking in that way, but you can relate it all the way back to the thyroid because oftentimes hypothyroidism manifests itself gynecologically with women, but there's also 30, 40 other symptoms. But what is hypothyroidism? It's underactive, slow, sluggish. Then hyperthyroidism is overactive, a very dangerous condition usually spawned by the autoimmune form of it called Graves' disease. I have regular hypothyroidism, meaning I do not have auto immune hypothyroidism, which is Hashimoto's. Hashimoto's is also an autoimmune form of hypothyroidism, just like Graves is the hyper autoimmune form. And there, it's good to, you must know, and this is the problem too, doctors don't often test for both of the Hashimoto's antibodies. You have to rule it out because if you do have Hashimoto's and you have antibodies present, then your goal in life is to get them down to as low as possible or undetectable. And there's lots of different things you can do there. That Okay, I so let me do. just pause because yeah. when we're talking about thyroid antibodies, a lot of people are, aren't told that we can reverse those thyroid antibodies. The same thing with, you know, rheumatoid factor and, you know, ANAs, all these titers that we look at, viral titers and viral loads, we can reverse those down to yes. slash optimal and, you know, eliminate that because you have to, we look at what are the underlying causes for those autoimmune issues. And you guys did the amazing podcast with Dr. Keisha Ewers on autoimmune health. And so definitely take a refresher, listen to that one. There's so much good information, but with autoimmune, it's the body is fighting itself. So there's many dynamics to that fight including our environment, our thoughts, our past experiences, energetic yes. levels, and all of those things that come into play there. But when you address those, tick one off at a time, right? You just check those boxes one at a time, address all the issues, then you can have a very normal acting thyroid. And I'll give the example of a patient I had who was in my practice and she was, um, oh my goodness, she was in her, uh, Six early 60s, I would say 62 years old. I've been working with her for the past 12 months. She'd been referred to me and she, you know, I, her thyroid was a mess. She's under the care of an endocrinologist. That's always a red flag, by the way. Sorry, guys. It is. <laughs> but under the care of an endocrinologist and she, you know, I, I optimized her thyroid. I put her on a uh, T4, T3 natural thyroid combination and put her on a early version of my keto green detox, gluten-free, checked food sensitivities, cleaned that up. And so she went back and she was feeling amazing. Like within two months, she'd lost 25 pounds and she came in and she was wearing bright colors and she just looked amazing. The following month, she had her follow-up with her endocrinologist and he looked at her numbers. He said, your TSH is so suppressed, stop what you're doing. This is a problem. You know, and it was like, wait, her thyroid is acting again. I mean, it's doing better than it ever was. And then, I, I mean, I didn't know this had happened until her follow-up appointment. She came back two months later to see me and she was wearing, seriously, like wearing gray, looking drab. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> she said, my endocrinologist told me to stop everything I was doing. And it just broke my heart. It's like, you know, then you're like in between the individual and the doctor, you know, I picked up the phone and I talked, I mean, you don't have time to do this in medical practice. Yeah. I picked up the phone and I talked to her endocrinologist. I said, you know, this was really, she was really optimized. She looks horrible now. I mean, this is drastic. And, and he said, well, I'm not familiar with whatever you're doing. And 
you know, it's, she wants to, well, did you look into it? They didn't either. Like, I'm not familiar. So I'm just, I'm not not familiar. (laughs) And I said, well, let me, you know, I'd really try to win them over with kindness and help just to support my patient. I said, would you mind if we, she's really not doing well. Do you mind if we go back to what we were doing? And so, I mean, just having that conversation can be very helpful, but like, you don't like a patient's cannot be between their two doctors, you know, fighting with each other. That doesn't work for their overall, you know, uh, wellness either. But again, it comes down to us feel empowered because which way do you feel better? Like, I don't care what you, like your numbers look like. We want to optimize numbers, but I don't care. I'm going to treat the patient, not the labs. And in that case, she was being treated as a lab test and not treated as a human being. And you want to make and, me and angry. And incorrectly treated that. on those lab tests. She yep. was, and, and incorrectly up, monitored and managed, right? Well, you brought up is so important that I do want to touch on it now. And actually, you know, we'll talk a little bit later about my thyroid course. But when you go to my website, lrus.com, and you look at the ultimate thyroid course, this is for everyone. If you have a doctor that freaks out about you having a suppressed TSH, which is no doubt what happened, Anna, in that situation, there is absolutely no doubt that the, the doctor saw because the patient was on a T4, T3 combo, the TSH was suppressed. And then they thought, oh my God, we've got to stop all of this now. This happens a lot. So what I did is I took the chunk from the back of my book, The Paleo Thyroid Solution, on why doctors freak out about a suppressed TSH and why this is absolutely insanity from the words of a functional medicine doctor practicing for 30 years. And I literally just put it on my website at the bottom. If you scrolled all the way down and you want to copy and paste it and send to your doctor, but let me explain why this happens. And so One of the biggest issues is that when someone is on a T4, T3 combo, like you put your patient on, and then they go to their endocrinologist or a dumb, dumb doctor who just is uninformed about this, the doctor will see that the TSH is suppressed, meaning it's, it'll look like 0.01 on a lab of 0.45 to five, or just let's say zero to five to make it easier for the audience. And so suppressed means low, nothing, just not active. And they freak out. But here's the thing. I can't even tell you the amount of times I've had to cut and paste the following and talk about this issue, because these are where doctors are going to keep patients sick. So the what I'm about to tell you only applies to people on a T4, T3 combination or T3 only. So if you are on Synthroid only, T4 only, this does not apply. So it's very important to make that, that distinction. But this applies to anyone on a T4, T3 compound, uh, compounded synthetic, natural desiccated thyroid or T3 only. So what happened was is studies from decades and decades ago suggested that a suppressed TSH might be an issue. But here's what they used to do. Back in the day, more than 25 years ago, they did this experiment and this protocol where they would give patients high doses of Synthroid, T4 only, to patients with the intention of suppressing their TSH to shrink thyroid nodules, little bumps and stuff on your thyroid. It's a very bad, outdated protocol that doctors no longer practice. At the time, they used such high doses of T4, they were actually making people chronically hyperthyroid. So of course they were seeing bone loss, arrhythmias, things like that. Now, the medical community stopped implementing that practice, okay, because of these outcomes. Unfortunately, though, as a result of this antiquated practice, there are still doctors that think a suppressed TSH is dangerous to the patient. If you have a suppressed TSH and you're on T4 only, that is a red flag, but not so when you're on T4, T3, or T3 only. So all of the studies in the past few decades have indicated that a TSH suppression has no association with some of these feared results, like osteoporosis or any of that kind of stuff. And interestingly enough, my doctor on my book, Dr. Forsman, the patients with the lowest TSH values have the best bone density scores, okay? So that's for the people that are being treated on NDT or T4, T3 combo or T3 only. So what that are being well managed, but that are being well managed because a low TSH for too long, again, we don't want to suppress any of our body's hormones without that flexibility, you know, incessantly. So we really want to look at what's happening, what we're replacing, how we're honoring the system and not shutting down anything in the HPA axis. So a good physician will really know, will be watching that. Watching and sometimes you have to, like sometimes what w- what we see and we've seen over the years, and even my fellow author, Janie Bullthorpe, who's doing this for like 20 years, when you have someone completely optimized on full thyroid hormone replacement, sometimes people only need a little bit of thyroid hormone replacement just to sprinkle and just to add to the system. Some people need a whole overhaul, okay? So for the per- people that do need the full overhaul who, or who don't have a thyroid gland, okay? Like for example, right? They're, they're on full thyroid hormone replacement. People have had thyroid cancer. On a T4, T3 combo or a T3 only, they will have a suppressed TSH and there's nothing wrong with that. So the fears coming from this antiquated practice and 
doctors not understanding that the most concerning should be if someone is on T4 only, only and you've suppressed their TSH. And I've had clients come to me where their doctors have made them hyper and given them a reverse T3 situation because they have just kept every time the person comes plan, they just give them more T4, give them more T4, and they're not testing all the other things to see is the T4 converting. So it's not that the goal is to suppress a person's TSH on NDT or T3, T4, but sometimes and often it is the outcome of them being optimized and there just is nothing dangerous about it and studies show that. So I've had, so some people really do need to have a suppressed TSH because they're on two or five grains a day of NDT and it's just so much T4 and T3, of course, there's not going to be no TSH signal and that's okay. So it's these doctors that see this and then they go, oh, because of this antiquated practice. So again, it's a mismatch of understanding and it's it's an uninformed position. And then that's how you keep a patient sick. So uh, I had a client who had thyroid cancer, they had their thyroid removed, so they have to be on the right amount of thyroid hormone replacement. They've got no reserves. And they were completely great on NDT, but they went to the endocrinologist. The endocrinologist saw the TSH was suppressed and wanted to lower their medicine. That's not the right move in that in that moment because of course it's suppressed. He's fully optimized on natural thyroid hormone replacement. He's going to have a suppressed TSH if he's taking enough of it. Now, the people who are just taking five micrograms a day or 30 milligrams of this, they're not going to have a suppressed TSH. And again, it's not the goal. You don't go in there trying to suppress someone's TSH. It's just that when people are optimized on T4, T3 combos or T3 only in larger amounts, meaning not the sprinkle assist, they will have a suppressed TSH and there is nothing wrong with that. So that is where that myth and that fear comes from and it keeps patients sick. Let's talk about what makes an optimized thyroid profile. What are we looking for for the optimized thyroid profile? Because we're talking about T4, sure. T3. And so our audience knows like, you know, the triiodothyronine is T3 and, and the iodine in there, iodine is like such an important factor for thyroid health. In fact, all our hormones, but definitely thyroid hormones and some important integral part too, when we're working with thyroids. So I want to talk about that too, and talk about how are we optimizing? How do we know our thyroid is optimized then? So if you're a person in this world and you just go get your thyroid tested, I'll just right now stick with the main three or four, but let's say TSH, free T3 and free T4. Let's just take those two tests. If you're a normal person in this world and you have zero metabolic issues or symptoms, like, you know what I mean? Just pick someone, you know, who's doing great in life and doesn't take thyroid hormone replacement. Their labs are going to look like now, granted, these reference ranges and everything are based on an average sick population, but in general, what we're looking for is, so if you're like, do I have a thyroid problem? Look at your free T3. Is it in the middle of the range? So if a free T3 is, let's say a range is, it's different, no matter where you go, it could be two to six in Canada. We're just still talking the middle, no matter what country you're in. So let's say in the States, it's 2.0 to 4.0. Most normal people who have no thyroid problems are at like 3.1. That's just like my brother, you know, Mark Sisson, whatever. And their free T4 on a range of, let's say, 0.7 to 1.7 will be about 1.31. It's very classic, sort of in the middle of the range. And so will their TSH. Everything will kind of be in the middle of the range. However, when you have the Ben Greenfields and the Mark Sissons and the Brad Kearns of the world, sort of these like major metabolically efficient athletes, you know, what you're going to see is that they're going to have a little bit of a lower free T3. And that's not alarming because they're what I call T3 efficient. They're calorically efficient. They become metabolically efficient. They need less T3 to function on. And that's important to mention because you hear that on ketogenic diets and these are keto people too, right? So that's right. keto will affect the thyroid. You're more efficient, more metabolically healthy. And so I think that's yes. a- Important so so even that. Mark and Brad have been told like, oh my God, we're worried that your free T3 is 2.9 versus 3.1. They're doing fine. They don't have a symptom. Now the same goes the other way. And I know you know this with hormones. Someone could show up on a testosterone test and have testosterone at the top of the range, but still need testosterone. You know, we can test the keys, not the locks, right? Like, so someone also might need to be a little bit higher in the range for them to feel good. So what Kara's free T3 needs to be at for her to be on thyroid hormone replacement is going to be different than Jane's. Jane might only need to be at 3.0 to feel freaking great and be optimized. So it is individual, but as far as normal people go, TSH, free T3, free T4, roughly in the middle of the range. Now that also means someone could be discounted because they are just a few points below the mid range, right? Or their TSH is 
is not really in the middle. It's a little low and the doctor goes, ah, oh, it's fine. It, it's still showing up. Or they look at the free T3 and on a range of 2.0 to 4.0, it's 2.8. And the doctor's like, oh my, you're close to the middle. You're fine. And that person could be suffering. So it can go both ways. You can get accused of having a thyroid problem when you don't, and you can also then be discounted. So, but that's what normal I don't have any problem tests usually look like. And as far, uh, and I'll mention the fourth test, reverse T3. Reverse T3 is usually a range of like 8 to 30, 10 to 35, something like that. It should be in that lower half of the range. When it starts to raise up, we've got a problem. And then also sometimes we still do a ratio between the free T3 and the reverse T3 to see what that number is. That's a whole getting into the weeds, but that should be somewhere lowish in the range. So if it's starting to get to 17, 20 and starting to climb up, you might need to make some adjustments or it might be an alarm bell, especially if you're not on thyroid hormone replacement and you have a reverse T3 problem, you could be extra stressed. You could be dealing with heavy metals and all the things that you do to clean up your patients. You could you could be going through some of that and just need to, a life detox. There are people that have solved Hashimoto's by just changing their diet, you guys. Sometimes I've had people come to me and the only thing they needed was iron, Anna. That's it. All they needed was to improve their ferritin and their iron profile and they were great. It wasn't a thyroid problem or it was a thyroid or a lack of iron-induced thyroid issue. Sometimes these things are easy fixes. Not everyone needs to go on thyroid hormone replacement and it's not necessarily the first order of business. In fact, I would say it would be kind of the last, right, you know? Right, yeah. And I would say that's a really important piece to mention because we want to figure out what's causing again, like with high cholesterol, what's causing it with, you know, hypothyroid or hyperthyroid, what's causing it. And let's address those issues. It's always the time for detox, right? Always the time Have to reset the gut health and the clean up yes. the diet, remove toxins and support your body's physiology there. And then, you know, address, address the need. There's a lot of times I've started people on thyroid meds and then just to wean them off of it. And that's okay. That's a good thing to know versus I, your diagnosis like is not your destiny, right? Your diagnosis. I want to highlight that. Some people feel like, oh no. Uh, first of all, I've been on thyroid hormone for like 15, 20, like a long time now. You can live the rest of your life, have babies, live a healthy life, a thyroid hormone replacement. Again, it's like giving your body what you need. It's not manipulating your body necessarily into doing something it shouldn't be doing. Like let's say the birth control pill, which I have no objections to morally, ethically, or anything else. But that is a medication. Like that really is doing something that's not meant to happen here. You know what I mean? And that's why you have a long list of side effects versus thyroid hormone replacement or hormone replacement, right? So that's what this is. It's hormone replacement. And sometimes you're right. Sometimes someone is so hypothyroid for so long, everything has gone wrong. They're not even in a primal baseline to even detox. Sometimes you have right, to put right. people on thyroid hormone replacement, get them optimized. Now they're at a normal level of like biological processes, methylation. Now you can detox. Now you can do that blah, blah, blah. And then you wean them off and see, will the thyroid loop kick back in? Sometimes it's a temporary intervention. I mean, it's usually more than a few months. Someone would probably need to get and be there for a while and then clean up all the stuff. And then once you've cleaned it up, wean off, and then your thyroid kicks back in and doesn't have those same problems again. That can happen too. Or someone like me, I used to be probably because of my body being riddled with who knows what went wrong during hypothyroidism disease state. I used to be on a lot of thyroid hormone replacement, and now I am on very little. Now, technically, does that matter? No, it's not bad or good. You know, my friend's been on the same dose for 10 years, and it's a high amount. That's what she has to be on. There's nothing wrong with that, but it does go to show you <laughs> in a lot of ways that there's things you can do. I cleaned up heavy metals. You know, I went paleo ancestral, got into intermittent fasting a little bit, got went in and out of keto here and there as a therapeutic method, cleaned up a lot of things, optimized nutrients. I had the MTHFR. I didn't even know, you know, all of these things. And then as you go, as I went through the years, I'd be like, I'm on too much. I'd reduce. I'm on too much again. I'd reduce. I kept reducing. I've also tried to get off thyroid hormone several times. It's not been good either. Okay. Like that didn't work. That's okay. Will I try again? I don't know. It's not really fun to be hypothyroid, you know, and, and make yourself hypothyroid. But, and it was amazing because I did it during the pandemic and I went off. And for the first 30 days, I was like, I think this is going to work. I feel really good. And it was probably because maybe my tissues or body had held some reserve T3, who knows? Then I got extremely fat and bloated very quickly, extremely constipated quickly, face puffy, naps in the afternoon, waking up with a puffy face. It was such a 
quick thing. Even my one of my friends said, I noticed you were getting like thick. And I'm like, mm-hmm. And then when I went back on the thyroid hormone replacement to go, okay, this experiment failed. It was like within three days. I'm pooping, my face just dissipated, you know, and I'm back to normal again. Wow. Even after everything, doing everything. And I think that that's part of that variable. And it's okay. Probably yeah, it's okay. was good to take a break in it for a little bit and just to just see what your body did and just to reaffirm you're on the right track. Yeah. Right. Sometimes and now, and now my normal, now my levels, if you look at my thyroid labs, you might not know that I'm thi on thyroid hormone replacement, which before my labs for many, many years, would you would absolutely be able to tell because the TSH was suppressed, da, da, da. but now uh, things are a little bit different. And this is also another reason why everyone who has this issue has to learn changes are going to happen. You might need a little bit more in winter, a little less in summer. You go on some weight loss plan, you go keto, you go through Dr. Anna's programs and courses, and then suddenly you might not need as much or might not need any. Um, but these are the tinkering things that you can't just rely on your doctor every day of your life to go through. You need to understand how to diagnose yourself at home, essentially with, you know, temps, with symptoms, looking at your your body and, and all of those factors, and then making adjustments. You have to learn this so that you know how to evaluate your own labs and where you lie. And also the internal triggers of like, mm. you know, I would have things where I'm like, ooh, my ears are hot. My hands are hot. I don't feel like I was on too much. I have been hyperthyroid before. That doesn't feel good either. Yeah. And I just want to say, since hyper is overactive and some people think, oh, that means you have too much T3, which is the fat burner. And then you're really skinny and you can't gain weight and you're pooping all the time. Doesn't that sound great? No, it's horribly dangerous. And by the way, it will backfire on you because it will eventually make you fat. It's hypermetabolic. It's muscle wasting when you have too much T3 in your hyper. And also it increases your appetite, screws up your glucose and cortisol. You kind of almost can't really truly get into keto when you're super hyper or hypo. You know, I mean, you could head towards both directions. I always say definitely get on a, a path of, you know, clean ancestral keto-ish you know, low carb living, but sometimes that doesn't do the trick. And sometimes also it's just, again, you could be lingering there. So not sure what else you want me to cover. And I hope so, that I mean, makes sense. We definitely said, talked about a lot there. And I think it's important to understand. So when we're looking at what we're both saying is that whether we're hypo or hyper, we really, and autoimmune, we need to address the underlying issues. Yes. Don't just settle for, well, your TSH is high and your hypothyroid or your TSH is low. We, you know, you've got to figure out why and always address the underlying reasons. Our, our glands just don't give out without any, you know, for no reason, very rarely for no reason at all. So addressing heavy metals, you know, toxins, what yes, we're mold. putting on our face, mold. Let's mention mold real quick because mold is something yes. that can actually give you Hashimoto's. So yes. then if you went to a doctor and they're like, oh, you have hypothyroidism, we're just going to now give you thyroid hormone replacement when all you would need to do would be to dox and detox and probably like up some nutrients. Why would you, now I've seen it the other way. Uh, someone in our health space that we both know who's a really fit person went to some sort of like telemedicine medical outfit and they, and this person does not have a thyroid problem at all. Okay. Never has never exuded any symptoms. And this medical outfit said, well, we want to optimize your thyroid and we want to get your free T3 up here. I'm like, why would you do that? That's medical malpractice too. No, if it's fine, leave it alone. We're not targeting numbers when we do this stuff. It's right. really individual. You know, where my free T3 needs to be versus yours or Jane's is absolutely individual. And that's where doctors like you and others need to come in because they understand the nuances. It's no different than the hormone stuff, right? It's right. it's like a test may say something, but what does the patient need? And we can't really test the receptors to figure out like how much is getting it. You know what I mean? And that's why some people might need more T3 than others, et cetera, in their thyroid hormone dosing. Right. And that's why I always say, you know, it takes more than hormones to fix our hormones, right? Hence my first book, The, the Hormone so Fix. True. It takes more than hormones to fix our hormones. And I think it's really important to always recognize that. And then, you know, how are you doing, right? If individually, how are you doing? What do you need? What's underlying? And, and a, a good physician will look at the whole 
picture. But again, yes. there's it's training outside of medical school. It's training through multiple certifications and, and experience and just really a desire to understand it, to understand the lab work, to understand how to you know, manipulate the labs or to interpret the labs together. And I know in your course, you have the most extensive thyroid lab and lab testing module out there. So I'm excited to introduce your course to our, our audience as well as your masterclass. So I want to definitely talk about that. Before I do, just again, talking about like optimal thyroid function and then mm -hmm. what you need tell you a little story when I first went keto green and and discovered you know that it was in full-blown like at 48 I was really struggling again took a deep dive and you know was really working hard to optimize my thyroid then went keto green and I got off thyroid meds for about a year and then we had Hurricane Matthew <laughs> and our house was contained you know had a top-down link that leak that exposed a chronic leak that was black mold in the townhouse we were living in. And so I had a huge thyroid hit and it was amazing. Like almost overnight felt like, you know, it gained weight, but it was puffy and achy and less motivated. And for me to not want to do something, I mean, that is not my personality. So no. less motivated. And sure enough, my lab showed that my thyroid had taken an assault from being optimized around. I had, I ran a TSH at 1.2 for my optimal and it went up to 4.8. I mean, it was crazy. And just that short amount of time from that mold hit. And I would say as a, a physician, I always look at this triad, the heavy metals, the mold toxicity and hypothyroidism. When I see that, I mean, those three run together. So if I see one, I'm going to look for the other two. Yes. I thank you. And also what you said, your hormones can't fix all your hormones, right? So I had fixed myself twice in 10 years with thyroid hormone replacement, meaning I was on the right thyroid hormone levels. The levels were good. I was feeling good, but I still had some other, again, stuff that had built up during that time that needed to get dressed, addressed, which I could not have done myself. I had to seek out a functional medicine doctor. A lot of things went wrong during that time that no amount of thyroid hormone or paleo diet was going to fix. Okay. You know what I mean? And that was heavy metals. I had horribly high mercury. Okay. You know, which, which is why I eventually, once I got rid of the mercury, I decided to go off thyroid hormone replacement to go, cause you know, that affects mitochondrial function. It affects reverse T3. So 100% heavy metals. And most people don't think they have them. I've had a, I had a male client came to me struggling with testosterone, thyroid, all sorts of stuff. He was uh, riddled with plastics which only far infrared sauna is probably going to do the job. So, but you know, and he's on that train now, he's feeling so much better. He's great. Dave Asper, even the bulletproof coffee guy, right? I mean, he got Hashimoto's from black mold as well. So uh, I know someone who got Graves disease, hyperthyroidism from a tooth infection. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, it's spawning it so we can treat the thing. You can throw the patchwork like they did with me. Oh, you keep bleeding. We'll throw you another birth control instead of go. Yeah. Why is a 30 year old bleeding? Right. Abnormally. Right. You know, exactly. when she's had no history of this. Now I'm 49 now, but like that happened to me when I was 30. No one asked that question. That's why the I had uterus to go is a victim. It really yes. is. Uterus is an innocent bystander yes. to hormone imbalance and inflammation. Yeah, going back to the mouth, I just released a podcast on oral and dental health and yeah, interviewed good. my longtime colleague, Ellie Campbell. You've got to interview her on your podcast, mm -hmm. Al. She's just amazing and especially oral health and how it affects every aspect of your body. We knew so much more about your heart health, your heart, your brain, your, you know, breast, your autoimmune system, I mean, clotting, just name it. So miscarriages, we knew that in um, obstetrics, but so many good pieces. And then there's now oral microbiome tests that you can do. And I use one from Bristol health and it's just phenomenal. You guys check out that podcast on oral health that was released in the beginning of December <laughs> and of 2022. And you will uh, get so much good information about that. But the mouth is, you know, I mean, it's an entry. That's why in Chinese medicine, they have you stick your tongue out. They want to look at your tongue because in their eyes, the mouth is the window to all the other problems. And that's why if you've had a stent or heart surgery, they require you to start taking antibiotics before you even go get your teeth cleaned. You know, like that says a lot about the things that can get in there and affect the rest of your body, vice versa, getting teeth. Yeah. So that's oral hygiene is really obviously very important. And it can dip by the wayside when you're hypothyroid. You know, you can have 
some bone loss and some other things and things just go wrong. And again, if you're with someone that continues to patch stuff, you're just not getting to the root of it. And this is why you said at the beginning, you have to go above and beyond your insurance. You have to pay out of pocket. How much is your health worth to you? Everyone says invaluable, but then they balk at spending $500 on a functional medicine doctor who's going to spend two hours with you probably. Do you know what I mean? Versus 15 minutes. You know, if I go to my insurance doctor down the street, first of all, they're going to think everything I'm doing with thyroid is wrong. <laughs> and then they're also going to just, uh, you know, try to give me a pill or a shot or surgery, or they're not going to sit there and go, well, what are your vitamin levels? I had one of the most impactful things from doing a major functional medicine in-depth blood work and everything with a doctor was me finding out that I had extremely high fibrinogen. And I could have had a heart attack or a stroke at any minute at the age of 42. I had horribly fibrocystic breasts, fibrinogen, fibrocystic breasts. You know what I mean? And adhesions and inflammation. And, and all it took was a pretty expensive proteolytic systemic enzymes, which I still take as a maintenance dose. And in three months, those levels dropped and I felt significantly different. Now, which enzymes not... were you taking natokinase or serapeptase? Well, I take Vitalzyme XE. Oh, okay. I also like semi-serapeptase on its own is great. Vitalzyme XE is the professional version. It's super strong and it's... uh. It's got all of them in there, of course, serapeptase being the main one. And it was nothing short of a game changer for me. It not only did that These job. They're my- so good. It's always a reminder, like, right? Oh my gosh. They're so good. Enzyme. And then even food and they're expensive right? and I still buy them and use them as maintenance doses because it is one of the four horsemen's of the apocalypse of aging, according to Dr. Forsman, you know, having high fibrinogen. Now, what doctors test that? If you had looked at my CBC, any doctor would have missed all of this. I could not be talking to you right now because of a heart attack or stroke or something. And they would have missed it. And they would have gone, you look great. Keep doing what you're doing, which is what they all told me. So that is the value of functional testing, including yeah. food sensitivity and all the other stuff that you suggest. So yeah. yes, you have to be your own advocate. You have to know what's up. And unfortunately, you're going to have to pay up a little bit. I don't care if you have to borrow money from family. It's important, but you need to make sure you do have the right doctor. Not all functional practitioners are worth their worth their name. They You can kind of, you know what? The doctors that do understand how to administer heavy metal testing and you know things like that are or understand how to treat Lyme. And those are the ones when you want to ask those questions, they'll probably know a little bit more and maybe have been in practice longer. Yeah. And I mean, there's so many good, there's, we're just up and growing. When I started lecturing in age management medicine and functional medicine, I would ask how many OBGYNs are in the audience? Maybe one, maybe two would raise their hands. You know, that was it. It was predominantly ER physicians that were burnout and then going into this other field. And now that has changed over the last decade. So a lot more female physicians, a wide range of specialists, a lot more OBGYNs. And, you know, so there's more places to get help. And I always ask a teleclient, if you're looking for a good referral, call a compounding pharmacy, a good compounding pharmacy in your area and ask them, which, so which good. doctor has the best looking patients, the patients that are healthiest, that are vibrant, that feel balanced, those compounding pharmacies will know. And that's so, a great tip. That is yeah. one of the best tips you can give. It's also how you find one who understands how to do low-dose naltrexone or things like that for Hashimoto's or other autoimmune disorders and, and things like compounded T4, T3. If you can't find a doctor and there's only endocrinologists and thyroid, you know, over dark overlords around you, the compounding pharmacy is the place to go to say, what doctors do you know that you like that prescribe T4, T3 compounded? That is probably going to be a doctor who knows more. Yeah. Yeah. And so I could talk to you forever, Elle. Tell our audience about your masterclass and you guys will put links in the show notes to all of Elle's stuff, her website, lrust.com and her masterclass, as well as her course that just, again, the best one out there. So Elle, share a little bit about that and what people can expect. Yeah. So, you know, I've been doing this work with thyroid for, I don't know, over seven, over 10 years now. And there's a lot of interviews out there with me talking about this, like there is here, but what I created was just a two hour free thyroid masterclass. You can just go to lrust.com, click on free stuff. I also have a free confidence masterclass. That's 90 minutes. That's all about confidence. You don't even need to buy any of my books to get free, great information. And that free two, two hour thyroid masterclass 
could be the thing that just helps you figure it out. It's amazing. It also comes with the free thyroid guide, which has all the list of tests, when to take it, what to do, what questions to ask when you call a doctor's office to see, do they maybe know what they're doing? And if not, am I going to waste my copay on this one? Those types of things. And also a healing meditation. So that is just really, really valuable. And I, if anyone is suffering from thyroid issues or can't wrap their head around it, that's my jam. I I'm really great at explaining big medical concepts around thyroid into ways that you can understand. So that's there. And then if you need to dig deeper and you need to really, you're, you're alone in this world or you're a practitioner or a doctor or anything, you can take the ultimate thyroid course. And that is 30 hours. It is really extensive. And that goes into, like you mentioned earlier, I've got detailed video modules where I go through 25 plus examples of blood work of men, women, Hashimoto's not all sorts of scenarios and go through each one. That's like two hours in and of itself. Then I have modules just on how do you dose natural desiccated thyroid? How do you dose T3 only if you've run into a reverse T3 problem where you can't tolerate T4? This is something you will not find anywhere. I've taken a decade of experience coaching people around the world and looking at labs to help you help yourself because I could die tomorrow. Your doctor that's great who's treating your thyroid might retire. You, uh, you got a disease, you better learn about it please learn about it. So that's what is available on my website. Great free information. And again, to empower you to understand this because like, thank God I understand it because then I'm able to go, Ooh, something's off. I need to make a change. Let me go test my thyroid. Let me take temps, right? Where someone who's just letting a doctor give them stuff will probably just, you know what, they're going to wait three weeks to get an appointment to complain to their doctor when they could be at home taking temps or looking at other things or, you know what I mean? Sort of assessing what might be wrong. And again, this is for doctors, practitioners, and just patients who are suffering. And it's all the tools you need in the Ultimate Thyroid Course. And again, everything can be found on lrust.com. Free stuff if you want to take one of the free uh, video masterclasses on thyroid or confidence. And then you can just click on courses to look at uh, the two courses that I have. One is the thyroid and one is a confidence course. Yeah. And that you've interviewed experts in the field, you know, with decades of experience, the best of the best, highly regarded and great, great clinical outcomes and clinical practice, plus the testing, understanding your testing, understanding what to ask for. I am a big advocate of empowering individuals to understand and interpret your own test data. I think it's so important that we own that, right? Don't give that yes. power away. So L, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for being on the show again. I so love having you. Quick rapid fire questions. What is, uh, these are the Girlfriend Doctor Show rapid fire questions, y'all. You guys love them and hate them. So what is, uh, we have four pillars for the Girlfriend Doctor, nourish, shine, awaken, and embrace. So mm -hmm. with nourish, what's your favorite food, your favorite food or your favorite supplement? I would have to say my overall favorite supplement would probably be systemic enzymes. Like I just mentioned, just for what they've done for my life. And, and just because I take them, I sort of don't want to live without them as far as a maintenance dose. What was the next category? What food, what food, like what's your favorite food that you love eating? I mean, sushi and sashimi hands down. However, I have heavy metals. So I had heavy metals. So I've got to like, you know, mitigate sushi intake and, or preempt it with some pec to clear or some other things before I go into it. But I would have to say like, I could eat sushi five days a week. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And all right. So, so the next category is shine skincare. What makes your skin so glowing? I would say a combination probably of the use of collagen. And then also I do use like vitamin C hyaluronic uh, acid. Now I'm 49. So I started using retin-A recently. And honestly, even though it's hard to adjust to, I would say as you edge into your forties, I know people that do it sooner. I know 33 year olds doing it. I'm not so sure, but, but I would say that that is probably one of the only proven things out there that can really reduce wrinkles and clean up your skin a bit. And so I would say that's helpful as you get older. Renee, for sure. And, um, the next one is awaken. What book is at your bedside right now? Actually, you know what? I don't know if it's at my bedside. It was actually like, is it Rob? It's Rob. It's right here. It's Rob Max new book. He wrote a book called happiness from the inside out. And then he wrote a book called love from the inside out. And it's really sort of a lovely, it's, it's not like most books. So that's sort of there. And it's just, he's one of my friends I've interviewed him many times. I'm sure you know about him, but away I awaken, you know, I, I would say, I love the work of the late Dr. Wayne Dyer, and you really can't go wrong with any of his audiobooks. I would say that one of my favorite audiobooks of his is called it's never crowded along the extra mile. And I've listened to it a million times in my life. It's maybe a seven hour audiobook, and it's a life changer. So if you guys are looking for, to get into 
sort of self-help or awareness or what's this all about in life, I would I would look at it with Dr. Wayne Dyer. Yeah, excellent. And then the last category is embrace. What is the practice that keeps you feeling sexy? Owning your sexy confidence. Hmm. Gosh, that's a tough one. I don't know what I what kind of answer could what keeps me feeling sexy or mm-hmm. you know, I would say this. This comes to mind. I'm an alpha female, right? So, you know, we in the past or traditionally we would have issues with vulnerability and things like that. And we can come off sometimes, you know, maybe in that masculine presence that people see. So for me to feel and be more in my feminine, aside from like, if I'm with my boyfriend, you know, some kind of polarization, honestly, it's always keeping my nails and toes painted, even for myself. Yeah. Even during the pandemic, I do my own nails. I don't bother with those places. You're going to get toe fungus. Who knows what? It doesn't even last as long. But always doing my nails and toes keeps me feeling like pretty and feminine and in that kind of like vibe, even if I have my hair ups in a bun and I'm, you know what I mean? Like I love like garbage it. at I, home. So, yeah. I love it. You're the first person to answer that. And usually I ask, what's your favorite sexual position? You're welcome to answer that one too. <laughs> Ooh, um, I keep learning. That might be, I don't know. Do, do people actually reveal that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll reveal it. I would say that if you can envision a man standing and I'm, and I'm laying down on a level that's equal to where their privates are. So sort of missionary, but if they're standing and I'm laying down, I could make custom furniture. I'll measure. measure there you go. Furniture. Yeah. So I like, I like that. I like seeing the guy and I like being in that position too. That's awesome. I think that's Thank the most thing. I, I think that's the most revealing thing I've ever so said. On- <laughs> fun. So fun. So fun. Have you heard so any really fun. strange ones? Have oh, anyone I've had like- good ones. Reverse cowgirl. I've had, you know, like a, a, a few very different ones. And it usually yeah, is quite embarrassing, but it's fun. I, and- I know that you would agree with this, but I would also say that, I mean, I think you know, your sexual health is really important, obviously so important. And if you don't have a sex drive, this is an issue, please get on it. You know, making sure that you do find time and embrace masturbation, even if you're single and you're single for a long time. I use the word self-pleasuring. I don't like the word masturbation. There you go. It's much better. Self-pleasuring is healthy. It's a healthy thing to do. Keep up at it, explore, figure it out. Sometimes women were harder to figure out if you're new to the sex game and you're going, what's this thing called an orgasm? I don't know. I mean, like it's not as easy as it is for guys to figure out. So, but please go on that journey because once you do discover orgasms, you're going to want to replicate it and it's just healthy. It's the healthiest thing, right? I call that oxyplay, right? Where can you increase oxyplay in your life on a daily basis, sexual and non-sexual? It's a priority. It really needs to be a priority in all our lives. It brings us joy despite the you know the circumstances we find ourselves in really does make life better and oxytocin is the most anti-aging hormone there is in our body and you guys for my audience knows i have a program sexual cpr sexual health is my specialty and of course created products and programs around that so thank you for emphasizing that it is so important it's a part of life and we should never be shut off from the waist down so always address that thank you al our audience will get to you lrust.com links in the show notes you guys and always thank you so much for being here i recently was reading a testimonial that was shared in my community today in our testimonial we have a our customer service will post some testimonials and i love this testimonial that i got from tina she said i've tried and used many products from dr anna she's very passionate about women's health and she has been through her own difficult life journey and her products and keto lifestyle helped her get there i'm on my own journey and i'm getting better with dr anna thank you you guys your testimonials mean the world to me please keep sharing them wherever you're listening to this please leave a review let me know your thoughts and also you can watch it on my youtube channel at the girlfriend doctor so thank you again all for being here god bless you all until next time